In September 2017, I took my first LSAT. The summer prior, I had worked a full-time job, took a course, and completed an independent project in Rwanda. I had spent years sacrificing a social life, all to pursue my childhood dream of becoming a lawyer. But my story is far from unique. After years of sitting on various executive committees and having top grades in my program, the only thing left to conquer was the dreaded LSAT. Finally, the day came for me to write my LSAT. My stomach churning, my parents dropped me off at one of the LSAT test centers, only to be left with a large clear Ziploc bag filled with an excessive number of number two HB pencils, multiple erasers, a sharpener, and my ID. Legs trembling, I entered the building and followed the directed signage, instructing me where I was to go to take my test. I checked it three times, and when I arrived at the correct room, in a panic, I run back to the sign to make sure I am in the correct place. Soon, I am called in. The proctor reads the instructions, and then it starts. Fast forward one month, and my results are in, and I did horrible. Feeling devastated, I called my parents sobbing. I'm never going to get into law school now. For the record, I did not get in my first time. Looking back, it was the greatest thing that could have happened to me, but that's not a statement that would have been of comfort to me back in 2017. So why was I so upset? It's because pre-law students are told from the beginning that the LSAT has the most weight And even though you could be a superstar in other aspects of your application, you will not be given an acceptance if you do not do well on the LSAT. Why do we have the LSAT? Law School Admission Council claims that it's to test skills, such as reading comprehension, writing, and logical reasoning. Did I miss something, or is that not a requirement to get accepted into university? And aren't all, if not most law students, university graduates? How is the LSAT a better indicator of these abilities than the last four years of university? Soon after, I started to see my peers with lower grades, but way higher LSATs than myself, get into my dream law school. You were left to question yourself, thinking you did everything right. How could this be happening to me? In recent years, prestigious law schools such as Harvard, Georgetown, and Northwestern no longer require the LSAT. In Canada, civil law programs do not require the submission of an LSAT score. Besides the absurd amount of weight put on the LSAT, there are other issues, predominantly the socioeconomic barrier it presents. This is not new. Students must pay an insane amount of money for overpriced courses and books followed by a $200 LSAT and then it costs hundreds of dollars to apply to law school. I have purchased almost every single book and course on the market only to not do much better for my first LSAT. The LSAT does not provide an accurate reflection of how a student will perform in law school. Trust me, I am a testament to it. The LSAT has been around since 1948 to provide law schools with another way to assess a student's application. The exam took a whole day, as it contained 10 sections. Back then, it was considered to level the playing field, 
as most law school applicants back in the day were white males who came from a good family. In modern day, the demographic is different and people of all backgrounds can apply to law school, but the cost to take such a test hinders many people's abilities to do so. The LSAT cannot predict how you will perform in law school or predict your professional success. It adds no extra value or insight into your capabilities that cannot be found in another part of your application. So, should we forego the idea of an entrance exam altogether? I think so, but I propose that LSAC offer a foundational law course. In this course, there would be pre-recorded lectures, quizzes, and assignments, and students would be graded on various competency levels that can be submitted to the law schools. These courses will contain material with real, legal, practical value, such as research and writing. Believe it or not, a program like this exists and is offered through the Canadian Centre for Professional Legal Education, CPLED, where they focus on building a student's legal capabilities. CPLED even offers a program called Practice Readiness Education Program, where they help you gain legal, practical knowledge and gain competencies in lawyer skills, practice management, professional ethics, as well as the personal attributes needed to successfully practice law in Canada. I believe these innovative courses will offer students an insight into the law school experience and can even help students determine early on if law school is the best fit for them. Although these courses cost around $400, it is a lot less than paying for those LSAT courses. It's time that law schools break up with the LSAT. Like in any relationship, they had their good times and their bad times. But sometimes, there comes a time where it just isn't working out anymore, and it's best they go their separate ways to forge a better path forwards. Goodbyes are hard, but sometimes they are necessary, and this is one of those times.